Well, you may be seated. We're going to continue on our series called Abound. And we have defined the word abound to be copiously supplied, to be fully supplied, to be filled. It also means to have abundance, fruitfulness, galore, lavish, manifold, profuse, rich, superabundant, and teeming. Now, if you did a little word study on the word abound, run your reference, you will see lots of scriptures with that word, abound or abundance in it. Let me just quote just a few of them before we get into the crux of our message. In Romans 5.15 it says, But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. And then in verse 17, we looked at this the last time I preached on Sunday morning, where we talked about abundance of grace and standing grace. How many of you are standing in the grace of God today? For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more who those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, they will reign in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in the same chapter, in verse 20, it says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So the things that are happening in this world, the things that come under the category of the law of sin and death, yes, they are there, yes, they are real, but oh, thank God for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and where things are happening bad over there in the world, things are happening awesome and glorious in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. It is harvest time. Say it with me, the grace of God is much more abounding. And then, of course, Paul says to the church at Rome, he says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and in peace believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so perhaps maybe there's some despondency taking place in your life. There may even be some discouragement in your soul. Well, the Spirit of the living God is saying to us today that we may abound in hope that God can help us through the darkest hour. He can fill us with His glory. He can fill us with His power that you and I may have a confident and favorable expectation and face our future with faith and face our future with hope and with a smile on our face. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Corinthians says that we can abound in the work of the Lord. He says, I've made all grace abound toward you. He declares that your love can abound one to another even more and more. Now what I want to land on this morning is a scripture that kind of jumped out at me the other day as I was doing my devotions. It's in Proverbs 28 and I want to look at verse 20, and we will unpack this over the course of the next few moments today, and so we won't get it all into just reading the scripture, but let's read it together, 
Proverbs 28, verse 20 says this. Ready, read. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. And so it says this, that a faithful person will be richly blessed, not just richly blessed, but abundantly, amply, and even magnificently blessed as that man or as that person is faithful. Now, I want you also to notice this, that the blessing part is his part. Amen? Amen. You can't bless yourself. God is the God of blessing. But the faithfulness part is our part. And so what we're looking at today is this, is that faithfulness is a major key to the abundant, abounding, blessed life. Amen. Now, to be faithful simply means to be stable, dependable, trustworthy, and consistent. When we're talking about faithfulness, we're talking about the character and the nature of God. He is the greatest example of faithfulness we will ever see. Everything we need to know and understand about faithfulness can be seen in Him. He is completely dependable. He is absolutely trustworthy. He is faithful to the uttermost, and He is worth every ounce of your trust and every ounce of your faith. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9, and I want us to look at that one. Deuteronomy, the 7th chapter and the ninth verse. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, say it with me, He's my God. He's my God. The faithful God which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him. Hallelujah. Do you love him today? Do you love him with all of your heart? Then you are in a position for your faithful God to keep his covenant. We are in a position for him to watch over his covenant and to watch over his word to perform it on our behalf. Amen. Man, I tell you what, that's good news. He is faithful to you. He is faithful to his word. And those that will believe the word and say the word and do the word, those are the ones that will cash in, if you will, on the rich benefits of our covenant with him. Amen. Say it with me. I'm richly blessed. You're not just blessed. You are richly blessed. All right. Let's look at another scripture. First Corinthians chapter one. And notice with me in verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Have you ever missed it? Have you ever fallen short of the glory of God? You know, sin simply is missing the mark. I think all of us have. We don't want to camp in on that today. What we want to talk for a moment is about is his mercies. The Bible says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Why? Because his compassions, they never fail. They are new every morning. And then he went on to say, great is thy faithfulness. 
just lift up your hands today. Make yourself do something this morning. Just lift up your hands and say, Great is your faithfulness. You are faithful to me. He absolutely is. He is faithful and he is true. And so what is it about him that makes him faithful? Well, one thing is he's always there. He told us in his word that he would never leave us, that he would never leave us helpless, that he would never forsake us, that he would never relax his hold on us. Praise God. Never, ever, ever will he forsake you. He's there with you and for you and in you on a sunny day. He's there with you, for you, and in you on a rainy day. He's there with you, in you, and for you every day of your life. No matter what circumstance you may be facing, no matter what may be going down, He is the glory and the lifter up your head because He is your faithful God. And He'll never, ever write you off. Never will He write you off. There is never anything that will ever separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He loves you unconditionally. He is for you. He is in you. And he is on your side. And he will never stop being faithful to you. And so then, it is the will of our faithful father for us to be faithful sons. And for us to be faithful daughters of God. You know, in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and I'd like to look at that verse if we could. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and you'll notice in verse 1. It's a very interesting verse of Scripture, and we'll wait until we get it. Now notice this with me. Be ye therefore followers of your faithful God as dear children. Now, that word followers there literally means imitators. And it carries with it this thought, mimic him. In other words, whatever you see the Father do, you do. Whatever you hear the Father say, you say. And so, be an imitator of his faithfulness as a son, as a child of God. Now, somebody says, well... I don't know that I can do that. Well, the good news is this. You would never be able to do it unless he'd supplied the ability for you to be faithful. You know, people hear messages, you know, on faithfulness and they think, oh, man, I I could never do that. You need to get rid of that attitude. You need to have this attitude in your heart and this mindset. I can do what the word of God says I can do. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Maybe you haven't been faithful, but it's a new day. It's a new season. You can start this morning and be faithful. Amen? Amen? Now, let's look at another verse of Scripture so that we can be convinced a little bit more about what I've just said. Look at Galatians chapter 5. And notice with me in verse 22. We're going to look at this in the Amplified Version. He has supplied... Mark Thomas, the ability to be faithful. Amen. When you don't feel like being faithful, you can be faithful. Amen. In Galatians 5.22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. 
the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within us accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, and what's the last one? Faithfulness. So God has not only put His love on the inside of you, you do know that His love is in you. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. He's not only put His peace on the inside of you, but He's also put faith in you, and literally, in the Greek, He has placed within you the seed, the ability of faithfulness. Amen. Amen. So say, it with it, say this with me. I am, I am faithful, faithful because the seed of faithfulness, seed of faithfulness is, in is in me. Now you can cultivate that. You can develop that so that it can grow. So one of the questions I have for you this morning, can you be a faithful dad? Can you be a faithful mom? Can you be a faithful employer? Can you be a faithful leader and never be there? Well, of course, the answer is no. So a faithful father or a faithful mother or a faithful person is one who is there. You can count on them. They will be there for you. They will never write you off. You know, Pope John the 23rd said this, It's easier for a father to have children than for children to have a real father. Now remember our text, and I said this is what I want to land on today. It says, a faithful man. And that's what I want to talk to you about for a while today, is a faithful man. Now, just get the male aspect out of your thinking. We have dads here, we have husbands here, but a faithful person. And so that includes each and every one of us. And I'm going to make some comments about fatherhood that is extremely important. And so a faithful man, a faithful person, a faithful spouse. Now, Jesus, the scripture talks about being faithful as well. Amen. Now, I want you to take a look at Hebrews, the third chapter, and notice with me some very interesting verses of Scripture as we look at Hebrews chapter 3 and verses 1 through 6. And I'll read. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has builded the house has more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things of God is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. So what this is saying, Moses was faithful over his house, but Christ 
is faithful over the household of faith whose house we are. Hallelujah. He stands as our advocate, our high priest, our intercessor. He is the captain of our salvation, risen from the dead. And as he was faithful in his earth walk, he's faithful in his high priestly ministry. He's faithful over the household of God. And we are his house. You and I are living stones. We're built up a spiritual house, a priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And so here's the thought. Just as he was faithful over his household, I'm encouraging you to be faithful over your household. Be faithful over the house, the household that God has given you. The Bible says, as he is... As he is, what's the rest of it? As he is faithful over his household, so am I. I'm faithful over my household. I am faithful over what God has entrusted me with. I'm faithful on the job. I'm faithful in my marriage. I am faithful every day of my life. This is what God has called you and I to be. Faithful over your household. Faithful over your wife. Faithful to your husband. Faithful to your children. Zig Ziglar said this. He says, husbands husbands and wives, first be faithful to each other. And then second, keep the romance going all of your life by courting each other every day. Be faithful over your bride. Be faithful over your husband. Be faithful over your children. In Proverbs 17, 6, and uh, I'd like to look at that verse. Proverbs 17, verse 6. Notice this with me. It says that children's children are the crown of old men. And the glory of children are their fathers. Now, Brenda and I have three grandchildren, and they're a crown to us. They're so precious. One of the things that Livy and Eden and Lucy helped me to relive is to see the beauty of things perhaps that I've forgotten about. And it's so wonderful to be able to see life through their eyes all over again. Grandchildren are a blessing. They are the crown of old men. Amen. But then the rest of the verse goes on to say, and the glory of children are their fathers. The glory of children are their fathers. So as a father, and perhaps you're a spiritual father to those that look to you for guidance and for leadership and as an example, One of the things that we can do for our spiritual children and our children is encourage them to look to God for help and encourage them that they can experience His grace every day of their lives. Now, this will never happen unless we're doing the same thing. I can't encourage 
my children, my grandchildren to look to God if I'm not doing it. So one thing that we can make sure that we do, whatever walk of life that we're in, we can set godly examples before our children, before our grandchildren. Amen. Amen. Live before God the way that you would have them live before God. Even even when it comes to, to church attendance, we must be faithful over our house, faithful to the house of God. Faithful to, to make sure that our children and our grandchildren have a place of worship that they can go to. That's, true. That's one of the exciting things about Vacation Bible School. Those kids can get primed and they can get pumped. But let's not just make it you know, a once a year thing or a couple times a month thing. Let's make sure our kids are getting the word so they can grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. In church and at home. One person said this, faithful attendance at church meetings brings blessings you can receive in no other way. Now notice this verse of scripture. This is an awesome verse. I want you to look at Isaiah 38, 19. Isaiah 38, verse 19. A faithful man, a faithful mom, a faithful dad. Those are the ones that are going to experience abundance of blessing. Amen? In verse 19, it says, The living, the living, they shall thank and praise you as I do this day. The Father shall make known to the children your faithfulness and your truth. Let your kids know just how good God is. Let them know how faithful He's been to you. When you get a breakthrough, maybe a dollar raise at work, let your kids know that God's moving in their lives. Put God first in your life, and they will follow Him every day of your life. Sacrifice some of your own time to spend time with them. You know what the leading answer from children is? When they're asked they would, what they would more, like more in life than anything, and they said, quality time with my dad. Give them quality time and the gift of believing in them. Whether you're a single parent, whether you're a mom and dad, make sure that you give them quality of time. Jim Volvano said this, My father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. My father believed in me. How many of you know that children want their dad's love and approval? Children want a protector. Children, whether they, their flesh likes it or not, children want boundaries that you will enforce. I've also discovered this, that my adult children, they want no less love from their dad. You know, as adults, they want it in the new format of friendship. They really do. They want a rich friendship from me. They still want love, and they still want approval. They still want to make me proud, and Brenda said they still want money. 
<laughs> That's right. It's true. But they also want some space. They want space to make the same mistakes you did. <laughs> and when given that space, they want to occasionally ask you for your wisdom. Now, children, when they're raised right, will never, ever outgrow a need for their dad's love. Just as we will never need, outgrow our need for our father's love. They want the option to be able to sit down and have a heart-to-heart when dad, when it's needed. But they also want to be listened to without the interjection of our solutions and fixes. They occasionally still want to play together. You know, I thought I was doing real good. I think it was the fifth game of the National League Championship Series. Uh, John came up, and they were playing the Cardinals, and that was the game that Ishikawa hit the home run to seal the deal. It was an awesome day. And he had his friend Caleb with him, and Caleb stayed at the house, and we had a big time. And uh, at the end of the game, I mean, they're high-fiving in each other over there, and I'm saying, what am I? Chop liver, I paid for the ticket, guys. Can I get a high five? <laughs> they're high-fiving each other. And then they're doing selfies. And I'm sitting there. <laughs> they occasionally want to play together. <laughs> they want to have a great relationship and love for their father because deep down, no matter where they're at right now, the lights are going to come on for some of your kids. I declare it in the name of Jesus. But it is true. The glory of children is their father. And don't forget it. And it's never too late. You know, if you haven't been a faithful man, a faithful person, a faithful mom, it's never too late. To be a good dad or mom. There may be some cases where, you know, bridges have been burned and they seem inseparable. But I want to tell you by the word of the Lord that God can restore your relationships. I said, my good, good father can restore your relationships. I'm declaring to you today that there is nothing that's impossible with God. And that all things are possible to him that believes. Amen. I was separated from my parents for years. But you know what? The first people that I called on when I needed help to go into a treatment center was my dad. So you just keep loving them. And you keep praying for them. And though it may get frustrating and though it may hurt, I'm telling you, God is working. I say it again. God's working. Declare it with me. God is moving. In my life and in my sons and daughters. So be faithful over your household. Parents, be faithful about what is taking place in your house. The husband, he's the head of the house. Watch over what kind of music is taking place in your house. Watch over what kind of media is going on in your house. When there's strife that sticks up its ugly head in your home, 
as the head of the house, take care of that. Strife is deadly. Strife can tear families apart. Keith Moore says that strife is the manifest presence of the devil. You know, Brenda and I will be married 40 years next year, but we've had times where we've had disagreements. And usually as a result of disagreements, strife tries to stick its ugly head up. And we just look at each other and say, you know what? This agreement is not worth it. Because we love one another, and we're not going to let this little disagreement tear us apart. So what do you do? You break the power of that thing. You kick it out of the house. You go have communion, and you declare the love of God reigns in your household. Come on, somebody. Help a preacher out. Make sure that you don't sit there and allow them just to to feed on the spirit of this age hour after hour after hour after hour. Steward your household. And if there's some areas that you need to get hold of, by the grace of God, get hold of in your life. Faithful in all his house. Raise your hands and say, I will be faithful. Over my household, every day of my life. And there's some of you here this morning that aren't married yet, and you will be married one day. Let this word resonate in your spirit. Let it live big on the inside of you. What makes God so faithful? What makes Him so awesome? One thing is He's always there, a second thing, He never lies. He never lies. Look at Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers, the 23rd chapter, the 19th verse. A faithful man. That's what just came up in my spirit. A faithful man. A faithful person. I will be that faithful person. I will be that faithful dad. I will be that faithful mom. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. He can't lie. Read this with me. Ready, read. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? We could say this, that our faithful father backs his words up with actions. Aren't you glad he is a doer of his word? We talk a lot about the integrity of God's word, and we we love that message, and we stand on that message. But sometimes we've got to take a look at our own lives and ask ourselves, what about the integrity of our word? Are we giving our word and keeping our word, or are we backing down from things that we have said. You see, Proverbs said this, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. One translation says, everyone talks about how loyal and faithful he is, but just try to find someone who really is. All I'm saying today is be doers of your word. When you give it to your children, when you give it to your wife, back it up with actions. Amen? And you will be blessed as you do. And then lastly, 
And very importantly, another characteristic of our faithful Father in Jesus, who's faithful over His house, He's always the same. He never changes. He's always the same. He loves you yesterday, today, and forever. He healed you yesterday, today, and forever. He delivered you yesterday, He is delivering you, and will deliver you in the future. He's consistent. He's consistent. And James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Aren't you glad that he said, I'm the Lord your God and I don't change? He hasn't changed his mind about you one bit. Amen. He's consistent. And so if we're going to be followers and imitators of him, what do you say? We be consistent we be stable that we be steady when we get up in the morning people shouldn't wonder what kind of mood we're going to be in you know when you walk into the office on monday morning people shouldn't be going like this is he smiling or is he frowning when you've got jesus christ in your life you have no reason to frown When you've got Jesus in your life, you can be the same yesterday, today. Come on. Stand up, everybody. Praise the Lord.